Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is a new world order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of Zane Australia at the table tonight with my esteemed colleagues. The people's champion, the one in 200, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. If you could see the look on Andy's face as he says that every week. I'm so, was... <laughs> so happy. I caught myself... Wanting to roll my eyes at Seb's ridiculous title. <laughs> Just before you say yours? <laughs> a split second before I remembered my own. <laughs> Mine's comparatively modest. <laughs> now, this is true. <laughs> so if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a hypothetical nation on the Nation State Simulator on nationstates.net. And we get presented with issues. We bring them to the table. We have a friendly debate about the... Best way to face down these issues? Ideally. Then we yell at each other. <laughs> then we post it on the internet. And then you listen to it. That's what now, we do. speaking of the internet, oh. I have had it brought to my attention that a particular user on Reddit labelled <laughs> me... <laughs> as a, it was deleted before <laughs> I could get their username, <laughs> so I, I, I apologise. Well, the comment read... I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm trying to get it as close to the wording as possible... Whenever he has the option... He he, being Andy. Yes. Whenever he has the option, he hits the feudalism button. Listen, they're not wrong. Um. No! (laughs) What a sad state of affairs that liberty, taking away free stuff that government is confiscating from somebody else and giving to someone, eliminating that is seen as feudal. I mean, that, that in itself isn't feudal, but the step after that, where there is no no governance, no everyone's that's kind of the on their exact own. opposite of a feudal I, system. I, I feudal w- systems are all about government and now, control now and restriction. Say, last week, when when Seb was uh, debating whether or not to get rid of his judicial system, yeah. a debate that still plagues me to this day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the examples that you used oh, yeah. of. What happens when two farmers want to shoot each other because of various indiscretions? You say that is when they find themselves an arbiter. Yes. That they both agree to follow his rules. Yes. And then they come to it that way. Or they shoot each other, which is... And then <laughs> and you, you say, well, what, and what happens when a person with a gun automatically wins an argument? You say, well, that's when you get... A uh, an alliance gun. of people to group together. You certainly do. And that's how you get warlords, which then become kings, which then become 
a feudal system. <laughs> Ish. Also not wrong. Um. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't agree with the, like, direct line to feudalism, but I can definitely see how if you assume the worst of people, taking away yes. guidelines and, and checks mm. and balances from society in general, I think is, is it can lead to down some dangerous paths. I am very much an optimist. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Nation hide, states, on the other hand, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't hide that at all. And I will take every single option that frees up the ability for people to innovate and create new things, new systems, new paradigms, new new structures, organizational structures, whatever yeah. it is. I'll always take the option that frees up. Absolutely, uh, and I think their that, their that ability is to do that, where you and I. Agree. It's just the process yes. of how to get there is where we. I we think differ. government stands in the way of innovation, and you think it can assist. I think government government's role is not to grow. Government's role is to create a very solid basis for society to prosper. And for that reason, it should be as small as possible. Yeah, and I think the the proper direction for a government to grow is to shrink. The, the, yeah. A government should yeah. shrink over time, which is why when I had the opportunity to, well, to either <laughs> spread around my power yes. or become the supreme overlord or whatever, I agreed to spread it because in my in my utopia – Literally, everyone is part of the decision-making process. Ah. So, while it's it is you would view, I think you would call that a one hundred percent government size. See, I would say that government doesn't exist if you're all part of it. Like no, it's I, just society. I use that very reasoning to uh, centralize all the power into one person yes. from you know a hundred different advisors yeah, so and, and ministers we're and such. after the same thing we're just going about it in vastly different yeah, ways whereas my methods always kind of been like jazz you know a government <laughs> should be like playing smooth <laughs> jazz like you don't go in with a plan and just hoping that everyone's a jazz <laughs> just hoping that everyone likes your jazz and just like going with the motions you know nobody likes jazz <laughs> listen no, they nobody... go there, they go there for the drinks and the finger food exactly nobody... <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i as I, a jazz fan yeah. <laughs> i spread my government to what Zane was saying. I spread my government even more thin than he did because I bet you, yeah. you went to like a council of like 12. Well, he just yeah. said the highest ranking officials now share power yeah. in a council. Whereas I have, so I'm assuming that that's 8 to 12 people. Whereas I am a country of MPs. Very good. Including myself. But whereas, I mean, we all know yeah. I'm slightly more important. Well, that's the thing. Zane Australia will never do anything without data and so this was the first step along the road to see what yeah happened. so in theory if it turns out that my way was better Zane Shirley would consider absolutely pushing out. Okay. yeah absolutely i just dived in like fuck it let's experiment it's jazz <laughs> if we're taking nation states as the sole source of of uh, uh repercussions results yes. and consequences <laughs> for decisions then the andropolian way is not doing so well currently it is interesting seb Introduced me to another game that was available on on Steam called Democracy. Yeah, I think it was Democracy Three yes. is the version we're playing. Yes. So I played that. I tried to play that straight Zane Australian values all the okay. way through, and I did quite well. I eliminated I eliminated poverty and uh, and homelessness and what what have you, whatever. The only 
problem I did have was that big companies were leaving my nation, but that wasn't. Uh, my GDP was still growing, um, but and then I got assassinated by yeah. a group of uh, capitalists. I get, <laughs> every time I play, I get assassinated by Christians. Wow. Because I don't go the this, this American way. I go how I would actually like a society. <laughs> right. And I like ban religion from school and take all these things out. Okay. And I get the conservative groups coming after me. And the only time I've ever made it past one term without being assassinated from extremists is when I went full dictator mode. The conservatives had my thumb all over also sliding. came yeah. after me, but they were just apparently really incompetent. Like yeah. they failed like twelve right. times to kill me, but the first time the capitalists tried, bang, <laughs> they got I'm you dead. That's right. <laughs> They've got the money to put behind no. the good militia. <laughs> what they did was the Pope came in for a meeting with me, and he had like a little crucifix, turns out a tiny knife. <laughs> yeah. All right, do you want to start on today's? Well, yeah. Well, thing? we're sharing one, so we and may as well get that. Over. I can even segue because I made a joke about the Pope. Let's talk religion. Let's talk religion. <laughs> Unintentional ace radio host. Um, <laughs> the issue we're sharing today is called a question of faith. I mean, it doesn't have a question mark it in the end. It doesn't have a question mark. It's more of a statement yeah. of question of faith. Um, I'll read the issue. You want to do the character voices? You sure. should like that. <laughs> in fighting between major religious groups over which faith should be represented in Sub-America and Zane Australia, in an international exhibition of holy relics escalated to a new high today. After the latest incident in which one official received a concussion from a sacred healing stone, all of the religious leaders are at your uh, last united in demanding that you choose a national religion. If you would grant us this one small mercy, we would all be free from the inquisitive sin of envy, says Beavis Ruff. Mine's called Lance Adam. Well, I like Beavis Ruff yeah, better. better. Nervously r- rubbing a small religious symbol. One's faith should, is, 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 is one's guiding light after all. And I believe if, if you choose a national religion, well, well mine anyway, <laughs> that God will smile upon us and it be a nation full of heathens a little more kindly. So... You made him sound very. I understood him. Like he was very sympathetic. Yeah. Hard no. It's not. It's not. It's not a bad idea. If this to pressure, just pick to, one. if this pressure to choose a religion, and if choosing a religion would in fact put some sort of hierarchy in how the religions dealt with each other, then just to stop them from having open conflict. And just say, okay, the highest percentage of of the uh, of the populace, you you get the religion. It's the national religion. But if it ever changes, then it changes. Religions, in one respect, can be considered private clubs. Agreed. Yep. That's that's yeah. essentially what they are. So, would you use that same line of thinking and institute a hierarchy on automobile clubs, whether? Harley Davidson enthusiasts should report to Chevrolet enthusiasts because there are more of them or they're more popular, whatever if the case is. All of the auto clubs came to me and <laughs> said, This is a real problem. Can you fix it for us? I would take the exact same route. As like the the one that represents the majority of the population, you have the largest say. I- um, but I, I I still don't believe that. 
it is necessary really? to have a a national auto club or a national religion. No, you tell them, it's, get it's, out of here, solve your own problems. Why are you coming to me with this rubbish? Yep. The, but what we have found, <laughs> and I think this is somewhat true in reality, if overrepresented in nation states, mm-hmm. is that if you tell people to solve their own problems, they don't. They don't. Uh, as far as nation states is concerned. As far I think even in real life there are a class of people that will solve their own problems, but there is a class of people that will just continue on continuing on without without even really considering what changes would benefit them or anyone else. I I disagree with that. I think there's there are case studies for both sides, but overwhelmingly you find that organizations spontaneously spring up when there is no government no no yeah, no absolutely. legislation towards one particular idea so it's a if, hard pass from say america only because okay so it's a, big, it's a soft pass from say australia there's this big international meeting with all these religious figures and our issue is we have too many from our country right that's pretty much what happened because it was an international event, wasn't there it? There was an international exhibition of holy relics yep. and then there was an incident where representatives from each of the different religions uh, fought. Well, for see, shame. I like the idea that, cool, we went to this big exhibit and, like, there's the American, you know, religious representative. <laughs> there's the one from India. Here are the 17 religion, the faiths from uh, South America because we don't pigeonhole anyone. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what we are as a society. All 17 are even because they're all made up anyway. Go for broke. Well, <laughs> option number two. I don't believe choosing one faith from the thousands out there is very fair, says Francine Alvarez, author of the critically acclaimed Agnosticism and You. Which God do we pick? How do we pick? It's impossible. We don't even know if higher beings exist and... It's sheer arrogance to postulate otherwise. The government should officially declare that Zane Australia has no official religion because the alternative would be self-damning. Not that we know that for sure, of course. Currently, she's winning, but I haven't read the other options yet. Well, yeah, I don't think a government needs a national religion. I don't think it's a pressing matter. Religion is a matter of personal choice and it should... Be represented as and such in a nation. What's, okay, what's Australia's national religion? It's Christianity, right? Uh, well, Australia doesn't have an official one. We don't have an official one, but I they act it, like we do, right? It used to be Church of England, yeah. So Anglicanism, but, but they we don't have an official one. But I mean, okay, so we have a couple of members of our parliament who, when gay marriage bill got passed, even though their electorates had voted for yes, they voted no on religious reasons yep. because they believe that they have to serve this nation through their God. Mm-hmm. Shame on them. Shame on them indeed. My problem is they, they're acting as though it has had like a national, like a religion has been declared and they're acting mm-hmm. in that way to the point like, well. that's why I think it's damaging to a nation to be like, cool, we are a Christian nation. That's fine if, I don't, if 50, you know, 50% plus one of our population is Christian? Sure. No, I, th- I, 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 think the, I think the case is that it's more like, you know, 85, 90% oh, yeah, but, but, predominantly yeah. But Christian. I'm saying, let's pretend it is bare minimum 50% plus that one extra person, yeah? Right. Then suddenly the, you know, 49% is nothing. Like they, they're, 
their thoughts and their beliefs are discounted because it's not the national idea. And if, the, if the 50 vote in unison, which they don't, because no. even religion internally is oh, but I mean, like, a, d- divided. In on, like a peer pressure sort of way. When they feel that they have yeah. gained the high ground, they will treat everyone else like a guest. And right. that's my issue. But the second you declare it, you're saying, this. not only are they the majority, they're the majority that we chose. Well, and that really is a problem for everyone else. depends on how you declare it. I would have, I would have no qualms. Oh, I'm also no. I would have. It's a democracy. Yep. If a majority of people in my nation wanted a national religion and decided to make a national issue of it, you would have to say yes. No, I would say you no. say no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pander that's to dictatorial. you. <laughs> no, you say I'm not going to involve the government. As a representative of the government, you say I'm not going to have a any sort of sort of discussion on religion whatsoever. You have your private club. I will also not issue any sort of yep. guidance on auto clubs, gun clubs, uh, anime clubs, uh, even if it's uh, role play clubs. of the nation. If this was a vote for it's, transitioning into a republic from a well, what, a, constitution, a constitutional monarchy like we are, if it was the issue of that where it is a government issue, that's fine. Have the vote. <laughs> but if it's What's our national colour? I think it should be red, but maybe it should be purple. Let's vote. I don't fucking care. I'm the government. Well, that's what I mean. This this is not a vote for a theocracy. This is not... No. Let's put put the the tenets of a particular religion into law and everyone has to wear a burqa from now on. Yep. That's not what this is. Oh, no, I know. This is It's even worse. But for example, okay, would we vote on our national bird? Like, would we? Do we do we sit down and be like, should it be the yeah. EMU? A, a, I guarantee you, a committee somewhere did <laughs> a committee, but not uh, that's a committee every... of elected representatives voted on a national. It, it wasn't just an an arbitrary pick. I think it was. They picked the EMU. Is it the EMU? Is it? It must be the EMU. <laughs> so I, don't even, I don't even know because they don't exist much like religion. But I just, oh, I just, it's so unimportant to us, yeah. to other people. It's not. But they, it's between them and God. That's the whole point. It is between them and God. And what I'm saying is if the majority of people, if, if there is 80% of the population that are not atheists and they are all coming to the government to say, we can't fix this problem, please do it for us. Well, what's the problem? Yeah. The problem is apparently interfaith violence. That's, that's exactly that's a, right. That's just a crime in general. So Security at the conferences. Start Done. arresting Prob- people committing crimes. Exactly right. Like, not an option. I know, but I was <laughs> saying, like, the vote is... They have said, we will agree to stop the violence if you pick a national faith. Because they all think they're going to win. The second we pick any of them, the yeah. other 17 religions are yeah. going to revolt. Yeah. That is yeah. fine. No, it's not, because now I've pissed off 16 different religions. Said America... You got rid of your entire judicial system. <laughs> yeah, because we don't like to commit to things. <laughs> so go for the agnostic. It's currently my winner. Oh, for chaos' sake, I don't know this, I don't know that. Well, of course you don't, shouts Lance Freeman. Oh, I have Agatha McFly. <laughs> President of the Secular Humanist and Atheist Society. But some of us 
Have the guts to look at the available evidence and try to make something out of it. If the government has any brains or guts of its own, it will reach the same conclusion that I and millions of other forward-looking people have reached. There is no God, there is no afterlife, and this is all there is. That, leader, is what the government's official stance should be. The reason I'm not doing this... Oh. Because I'm happy for agnostic. I like the idea of like, we don't know. And I'm not making a call on something that we don't know about. The reason I would never do this, apart from the fact it's committing to something, which is horrifying. <laughs> um, I think I said on an earlier episode, I like the concept of religions as an ethical base for my people. Mm. If my people were all, all of them, practicing Christians, for example, I would know as practicing Christians... I can expect a certain level of restraint when it comes to certain things. I mean, everyone's individuals, but in theory, there's the law of the land and then there's the law of their, you know, I wonder how many Nazis were Christians. Well, that's my, I'm saying like it's individuals. (laughs) Individuals are individuals. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The guy, Nazis fair, weren't individuals. Well, to be fair, that was also the government, and I know I'm restrained because there's no Jews in my country, apparently. No. Um, yeah, so I like the idea of an ethical base for my people, but in saying that, I'm not going to make them have one. Yeah. I mean, I, I see the practicality of religion for controlling the poor masses in you know feudal England, but right here, right now, it's irrelevant to me. This option is the most attractive to Zane Australia. Because it's the most scientific. For it's, the record. It's not only for that. It's because it literally says we have to assume there is no God, there is no afterlife, and this is all there is because that will put the most investment in making the best of this rather than saving up for what happens afterwards. For the record, I had this issue as well. Um, I was going to dismiss it because I thought it was such a... Nothing yeah. issue, but I did end up electing that very that very one of of um, uh, of declaring that the government is atheistic. Atheist. Yeah. I reason it this way: that we'll go with that option, and if God wants to, any God, any of the seventeen gods, want to come into my office and uh, clear up the issue, uh, I'll <laughs> I'll uh, I'll change the constitution then. Yeah. You know, if I was if I was not running Seb America and I was in Australia, for example, in, and I had this choice, this is what I would do. Right. That's not the point of Seb America. The point of Seb America okay. is to give as many freedoms and don't make as many make let the people make the choices. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't go for this. But me personally, this is my. Fortunately, humanist is in very big letters in bold font on the uh, the. Uh, the precepts of uh, <laughs> Australia yep. and humanist was mentioned here. Also, evidence. So it's pretty good, right? Let's see what else. Well, let's read these other two probably <laughs> irrelevant options. <laughs> the only god this nation needs is the vengeful and unforgiving violet. Screams Rory McGuffin or Daniel Grand High Poobah 
of the Order of Violet. May her tentacles forever secrete slime, embrace violetism, and we will usher in a new age of darkness across the land. Human sacrifice and death to all heretics and unbelievers. Violet is the only way. I mean, like, I can't, but this is such a tempting option because I want to see what happens. Well, that's insane. Uh, human sacrifice and death to all heretics and unbelief. It says it right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I want to see what happens if I go for like <laughs> like a Cthulhu-esque cult for my fucking religion. All right. Fifth and final option. The only deity this country needs is the one it already has, master. Says Emmanuel Sign. Same person. <laughs> One of your creepier advisors while obsequiously bowing on the floor. I, of course, refer to you, leader, the finest ruler any humble subject could hope to have. We long to worship you and do your bidding. Some call that a cult of personality, but I prefer to call it love. <laughs> He's not wrong, but... Oh, <laughs> I'm well, here. this is exactly I'm what you're saying, Seb. You are people's champion. No, because no, I'm. But I'm one in two hundred. I was. That's the point of me. Yeah. So it'll wrong. be a cult of two hundred personalities. No, this is specifically just me. Well, this is elevating me. It says leader. So yeah. No, I'm going agnostic. <laughs> um, that was easy. Was I, it? Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm really tempted with number four, though. Ooh, I've been reclassified. Ooh. So, talking point, the government has declined to declare any particular religion as its official one. Mm-hmm. Reclassification from a New, Ti- sorry, New York Times democracy to a civil rights love fest. Ooh. So America more chill than ever before. Group returning home from natural disaster struck by second natural disaster. Oh, God, no. I, okay, I'm pissed off God. <laughs> um, so I've had all these ones before. Okay. Oh. So in ups, charmlessness went up the most. 1.3. It's very, very little mm. of anything happening there. As for the downs, also very little change. Social conservatism went down 2.3 and the next thing went down 0.7 something. So it was all very... I guess I realistically, I didn't change much. People didn't have anything and they still didn't have anything, I guess. But I'm curious what yours does because mine was a middle road sort of thing and yours is more harsh. So mine is the government's official stance on religion is that it is so very silly. Uh, Teen builds working deep space exploration rocket and I have earned a new banner called Jacked In, which I get for embracing technology. I have two ups and two downs. Secularism is up 37.9%. Religiousness is down 18.8%. Inclusiveness is down 0.66%. And scientific advancement is up 3.2%. Now, mine were nowhere near that high. They were all sub 2% on every single Hmm. uh, point. Well... Up to this point, Zane Australia hasn't had many policies at all about religion. So it's just kind of been, we have been pushing technology and science, which kind of has its own effects on religiosity. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm happy with that. That's exactly where Zane Australia wanted to go. Very good. So what does Antropolia 
have well, a face. Well, speaking of uh, ethics, um, I also have an ethics issue. Um, surrounding the courts, hearsay heresy. In a recent high-profile trial in Andropolia City, notorious mobster Maxine the Octopus Bariotti Ew. was accused of murder, racketeering, grand theft and jaywalking. The trial ended in acquittal on all counts after several witnesses who had given detailed and damning out-of-court statements to police failed to come to court. The prosecutor's office has now come to you demanding that Andropolia review its laws regarding the use of out-of-court statements. Right. I wonder, right. I wonder why they didn't just sign affidavits. I think, well, that's maybe, maybe that's what not this a, is about. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's not a thing in, in, in Andropolia. What a miscarriage of justice, shouts disgruntled District Attorney Haley Dent as she flings a huge <laughs> stack of police reports on your desk. Look at all of these great statements made by a dozen witnesses, but now that jerk Maxine goes free just because they didn't personally show up. You know how hard it is to wrangle up a dozen witnesses for trial? Like herding bats. The trial should have ended in a guilty verdict after five minutes, but the way things are, in, in, in a, the way things are it's a coin flip whether justice is done or not. If a witness makes a report to a cop, the cop should be able to testify what was said. Hmm. Hmm. The police have vested in them a particular authority, a very special authority. They have certain powers to, you know, detain someone which, if anybody else did, could be considered kidnapping. Yeah. Um, they are able to, you know, take testimony that would not be you know normally trusted as um as uh, admissible yeah. as, as evidence unless it was written in a contract um it just by just by them writing it down saying you know such and such this said happened. said yeah. this and that becomes a matter of uh, public record that that's actually what happened and crime is a problem in, Aust- in australia <laughs> and <Andropolia. laughs> well this they have the power to testify in their report yeah. that this was said and, by this person. And I'm surprised that isn't already happening. It's a very interesting legal system in Andropolia. I'm not quite sure how it works. Well, police also have a vested interest in making arrests and getting convictions. It's not their job to get convictions. It's their job to clear the plate of cases so that the next wave of cases can come through. Yeah, and, it's the sometimes, prosecutors. and sometimes getting convictions is the quickest way to do that. Uh, yeah, I guess that can happen. But then it's in the hands of the, the prosecution yeah. uh, anyway. There is a, a conflict of interest, but if you're, invest, if you're vesting you know, uh, prosecutorial power in the hands of the state in the first place, you could consider that as a conflict of interest as well. Prosecutorial, though, is supervised by the judiciary. So it's supervised, but it's very slow. But also police, if you're giving that power to the police, there's less supervision that's even slower because there's another level of bureaucracy there. That's true. But I guess that this, will, this step will um, address a lot of the <laughs> very, address, very high crime. It will address in, crime in by making it easier for cops to get convictions. This is true. Which, and but whether that is through honest to goodness cop work or the 
greater ability to manufacture evidence. Yeah, and you could say that's one step closer to a police state. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it definitely is. Where the police but do whatever. But how these, big of a step is really up to nation states. Yeah. Yeah. But these these issues are still going to a court where there is still a jury mm-hmm. and they can still deliberate. You know, is, is that – how many options do you have? No, there are two more. So that is the first one. Yep. And I'm, I think I'm going to choose that. Yeah, Sim- I think in, because, in a nation where crime's an issue. Simply because the crime rate is yeah. so ridiculously high. You can't be serious, cries family attorney Tam Hagen, who defended Mariotti. Don't you realise that we have a rule against out-of-court statements for a reason? A person can only have a fair trial if they get to confront their accuser face-to-face in open court. Sometimes the reason witnesses don't show up on trial is that they know they're lying to police all along. Allowing in all of these out-of-court statements will mean more innocent people get convicted. Sure, sometimes a guilty person will go free. <clears throat> Not my client, of course, but some actually guilty person. <laughs> but, but isn't it better that a thousand guilty people go free than to wrongfully convict even a single person? Well, Andropolia, is it? <sighs> yes. <laughs> the answer the, is yes. No, <laughs> at the heart of it, of, 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 of the entire Andropolian constitution ideal behind why it exists, is that... People are good, and when you leave them alone, they, they don't commit crime. They they spontaneously create the same systems that government w- would legislate, but they do it um, of their own accord. They it's it's free flowing. It's it changes with with the times as it goes along. If people are going to be lying in court mm-hmm. or to to police to yeah. to get uh, get these things going that's not in their best interest it's in their best interest to be honest because when they're just like just like the um uh, Salem witch trials of all the you know accusations flying around it's in your best interest to be honest because one day you will be in court and you will have these accusations flung at you and you want as many honest ones if there are any at all uh, to uh, to be to be defending or... against you want the ability to take out anyone who would accuse you. This is true. And that's kind of like crime begets crime. It does. There is but in, but in a nation but yeah. in a nation where you already have a criminal mind and you're already prepared to do nasty stuff, mm-hmm. legislating, you know, harder ways to do it, easier ways to do it isn't really going to change it in the first place. If you I mean it's not going to change the intent. It's not going to change no. the fact that you commit a crime, but it can change the fact whether or not you can commit further crimes. No, but if you're dishonest, you are dishonest no matter the the uh, legal system in place. You just are a dishonest person. So Unless you, you, you can't change honesty that. somehow. So while I while I agree with the sentiment of that, um, I think I'm still going to go with uh, allowing the out of court statements. Through the police. This, yep. this yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. just, oh, I Through saw Joe Bloggs yeah. at, the, at, at the place. The police get to testify <laughs> that someone said something. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Which, you know, you currently do in affidavits yes. anyway. A person doesn't have to be there. All they have to do is sign a statutory declaration, hey, this is accurate. Yeah, true. but they're not doing that. They're not signing their name. A cop is saying, this person said this, this is... This is their testimony. So it's someone putting words in someone else's mouth. 
I would think that their name would come up at some point. Maybe not necessarily oh, in front of the jury. Their yeah. definite name would definitely come but up. It would but be the problem tr- is that you're, they're not coming to court. So if you want to hear directly from them, you have to arrest them. Or if it turns out that what the cop said is wrong, then you have to have a new crime being committed of perjury, basically, by proxy. Well, I guess then the yeah. jury would take any testimony yeah. of, of a witness from a cop with a grain of salt. Then. Well, yeah. then what's the point of having them? <laughs> What's the point of having any? any well, that's the thing. Like, you, can always, you can always say that this person submitted this. Yeah, submitted it, but we can't use it. Like we, we this is not. They're not actually yeah. saying it. They haven't put their name to it. They just submitted a report. Look, like witness that, testimony yeah. is the worst of any evidence you can have in the first place. Unfortunately, it's the most trusted by a jury. What, because they like faces? Yeah, because they like faces and people. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, this eliminates faces and it eliminates bias. <laughs> there we go. We're cleaning up Andropolio already. <laughs> the last one. Now they just have to like the cop's face. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is too complicated, interrupts Mark Commodus, an imperious seeming minister. <laughs> And this right here is why people are so darn sick of all these courts and legal shenanigans. Seems like any way you slice it, dumb rules get in the way of justice. I propose a third way. Bring back trial by ordeal. Let the accused wrestle with a penguin, and if they win, they didn't do it and they get to go free. If they lose, we bury the remains in a shallow grave. It's a foolproof system that our ancestors used for thousands of years. I'll tell you, and they didn't waste a pretty penny on it at all. What kind of penguin are we talking? Because I like my odds. Crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. Okay, there is... I mean, just professional athletes can do pretty much whatever <laughs> they want, really. I've discussed it with my fellow uh, fellow countrymen. Countrymen, statesmen. And I'm electing to uh, allow the out-of-court out of uh, statements. Well, hopefully this, this helps your crime. Fingers crossed. Old folks reminisce about the last time someone was acquitted of a crime. Economic growth exceeds forecast. Tourism industry braces for influx. Government, a true role model, parents say. (laughs) Streets cleaner, less dangerous. Hooray. Hooray. Corruption is up 4%. Safety is up 3%. Tourism and pacifism up about 2% each. That's that's okay. As far as the negatives are concerned, uh, weaponization down 36%. All right. Less crime. Charmlessness down 20% and crime down 6%. Only 6. Only 6, but that's a start. Yeah, that's a start. It's a very good start as far as Andropolia is concerned. That's it's very positive. It's strange weaponization more than crime. Yeah. yeah well, I, guess people... I, wonder, I wonder whether cops were using more weapons or ah. whether... And so because they have the ability to get more criminals off the street, they don't have to use as much force... I'm not well, sure. the Andropolian Sentinel says it all. Streets cleaner, less dangerous. A all win right. for Andropolia. A win for Andropolia. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, wait, I have some uh, other details. Yep. Uh, compliance went up 75%. <laughs> I wonder why. No, no, no. Uh, in law-abiding acts per hour that, uh, that is measured, went up 75%. Is there a fear one that we can read or...? Uh, I not, that. A, not a fear. Law enforcement actually unaffected, um, and weaponization is still the the biggest, uh, biggest downtrend. Down. All right. Well, that's it. We've a solved very, all the problems. Very positive. Yeah. Yes. 
So uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we are on Twitter at World Order Pod. We're on Facebook at forward slash a new world order podcast you can email us at a new world order podcast at gmail.com or you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash a new world order for all of those secret special episodes that we do one in five is only posted on patreon so throw us a couple dollars and get access to that feed all right <laughs> i've been zane c weber chancellor of Zane australia twirling forever into the future I've been your people's champion, the one in 200, Sebastian of the United States of America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord, not feudal lord, Yet. of everything you ever <laughs> saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, employing you all carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. <laughs> Okay, so you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy-looking bartender. And, uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Laura Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.